taking you on a journey for the pursuit of PPC. Welcome to PPC Rockstars. Get ready to rumble through the latest PPC news and views from around the blogosphere. Learn from our hosts and the PPC pros that will take you to the promised land of PPC profit. We're cashing in the clicks with the PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. Hey, PPC friends. It's another episode of PPC Rockstars, and we have on the show today, well, guess who it is? Go ahead. David. Brian. Chloe. <laughs> guess the names, right? You said guess. Oh, I did. Well, the the more astute listeners out there have already guessed that that voice belongs to none other than Brad Geddes, my, uh, my favorite guest. I don't know if you knew that, Brad. I don't think I knew that, but I don't think I'd say that for all your other guests that you like a lot, too. <laughs> well, they don't listen to the show. Anyway, Brad, welcome to the show. Uh, thanks for having me again, David. This is, I don't even know how many times now. Oh, boy. that We should go back and count. Um, but anyway, you deserve it. And uh, another another example of that is a great article that was published on your Ad Analysis blog recently. And it's called Five Common Pieces of Misinformation About Google Ads and Their, Correl- and their Corrections. But I w- actually want to start with the sixth one, which is what is your feeling about skags these days? And before you jump into what your feeling is, why don't you explain to the listeners what they are? Sure. So, so skags means single keyword ad groups, and it's for when you want every keyword, which means each keyword match type combination to be in a different ad group. So if you have one keyword, it usually means you have at least three ad groups. If you have a thousand keywords, you now have 3000 ad groups because by match type. Um, and it, it was originally developed really as a sales mechanism by an agency uh-huh. who, 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 you know, said, hey, this is how much control and, and, and time we take, right? I, I've never liked them. Um, I deal with a lot of accounts that are 10,000, 100,000 keywords. So just to triple that for no good reason, especially low volume, doesn't doesn't work too well. Um, that so I don't. I've never been a big fan of them. That being said, I also don't believe there's absolutes in organization. So, uh-huh. for instance, have I used them uh, definitely for brand terms? Um, those high value terms that term your boss searches for every day, which is often random in the account and complains about why it's not being seen or the ad for it. So there, there's times that they're useful, but as an entire account structure, especially with match type changes that happened, you know, last year, there, I don't find them useful to use whatsoever. And I never really have as a, as an overall organization with exceptions as always. Sure. Right. What are your thoughts on them, David? Um, I agree with you. I think they. Um, oh, they I I I always say that um, you know the more complicated an account is, the less you can less time you can spend on the important stuff. And um, I've actually seen single keyword campaigns. Oh. Actually, I've seen them several times, and uh, the the it's a nightmare of uh, reporting. It's a nightmare of really understanding what's going on in the account. Yep. So uh, that's my feeling about Skags as well. When it, when there's a single keyword in an ad group. But um, you, the last thing you said touches on some of these 
common pieces of misinformation. So let's get into that. Uh, the first one is the, the misconception that broad match is always bad to use. Why is that? You know, so broad match and deservedly so, right, has a very bad reputation of showing for random, random stuff. Um, there are times broad match is your best match type. And, and it's not because, hey, you're being lazy, not adding all these other keywords, right? It's usually like think of a, a, an industry that has recall notices. So if you're, you know, Ford or you're Jeep and you just launched a brand like Jeep just launched for 2019, a completely revisioned Jeep that's never been done before. Mm -hmm. Well, they need to know things like, is anyone searching for steering problems or, you know, recall or whatever? So they want everything related to, to that just for risk management. Great to use Broadmatch to capture that. You're trying to reach really tiny geographies and everything has low search volume. It's a good option. My, my favorite usage is when queries cross languages. You know, we'll see a lot of queries that are half English, half Arabic, half German, half French, half, you know, Italian um, often gets mixed with English. Mm -hmm. And so your broad match can match across languages as long as part of your keyword right, is in the search query in the same language if the rest of what the user typed in is in a different language but matches the rest of your, your keyword phrase, you can still show an ad for that. Right. And, and so Europe sees much better broad match results than US does. Interesting. Because um, there's more mixed languages there. Right. Very interesting. Um, double click on the, the advertising to small geographies uh, item here. Um, why is broad match useful in that, in that situation? Uh, because there's no volume and you're just trying to, to get enough impressions so the ad shows it all. You know, if you're selling, you know, a cars in Chicago, there's plenty of volume. If you're selling cars only in, you know, Sweetwater, Texas, and you only want to reach people in that region, or you're a plumber only, re and you live in a city of 15,000 people, you're, you're pretty okay getting some random poor queries so that your ad shows for the good ones, which if you only pick the exact match or even the phrase, you may get zero impressions. So... In those cases, something is better than nothing. Right. That's a very good point. So we're talking about main, mainly uh, local. Well, Sweetwater, Texas is a good example. Nice town. <laughs> hey, let's go get into, um, I'm going to skip one and go down to phrase matches dead. So <laughs> for a long time, I was using only uh, exact match and modified broad match. And um, you're going to explain why I did that and then why that might be, not be such a great practice anymore. Sure. So for, for most people, right, like there, there's exceptions here we'll get into. For most people, modified broad captures, you know, the good intent that's not, that's not true broad match. Um, word order doesn't matter. So it's, it's good for impressions. And then mine what really works and make it exact match for your, your top converting things. And it, for you, as, as that happened, right, there was just phrase match was kind of redundant. If you're using automated bidding, you had massive accounts, you might use it 
for some efficiency gains, but most people were, were just didn't need it really. Mm -hmm. And and when Google changed Exact Match last was October or, or whenever it was last year um, to be the same intent as the search, so Google's not very good at intent, right? And they're saying, hey, what someone searched for is the same as your Exact Match, even though it's not the same words. Right? And, and they moved exact to what I call a, a semantic match. Um, suddenly, you are reliant on Google understanding the intent of every keyword. Now, Google gets a lot right. I mean, they, they get more right than they get wrong. But sometimes they just get it wrong. Mm -hmm. and, and so, you know, deck paint, paint deck. One's an action you're hiring someone to do. The other's a noun of a product you're buying to do it yourself, usually. Now, hold on there. I want to make it make sure it's clear to listeners that the example that you just gave um, could happen even if the match type of the keyword is exact match. That's and right. So listeners aren't, aren't, aren't um, hip to this yet. So um, let's make sure they understand that. Sure. So with, with the new exact match, right, Google can... Assuming it's the same intent, right? They can add words to your exact match query. So you could have the word paint. We'll just use paint deck to start with, right? And if, if someone typed in paint the deck, Google's like, well, that word doesn't have a semantic load, the word the. Therefore, someone types paint the deck, paint my deck, and your keyword's paint deck. And that means the same thing. You can show it. Um, if, if a word is dropped, they could show it. Mm -hmm. Right and word order changes. So right. you know, a, a great example of this, right, is you have the keyword NYC hotel. Mm -hmm. Well, that could be New York City hotel, hotels in New York City, hotels in NYC. Now that intent pretty much is the same regardless of how the user typed that in, right? So right. In, in the new world, all those queries could match that exact match keyword. But there are times that when you switch word orders or you add a word or remove a word, the intent is suddenly very different. And Google tries, right, to, to see, oh, it's different intent, we shouldn't show the ad. They don't always get it right. Right. So, hey, hey Brad, yep. before we reveal the answer here, uh, let's cut to some sponsor messages and uh, hold right there. And listeners, don't go away. PPC Rockstars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let WebmasterRadio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. WebmasterRadio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. You are now tuned in to the world's largest online radio podcast network for internet marketers looking to dominate the B2B marketplace. WebmasterRadio.fm WebmasterRadio.fm is home to some of the most respected authorities in all aspects of internet marketing from 
SEO to affiliate marketing to social media, e-commerce, mobile marketing, and so much more. Our hosts travel to all stretches of the world and speak to the impact players that are affecting our industry on air, on demand, and available on every mobile device that you can imagine. This is WebmasterRadio.fm. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. The pursuit of PPC continues. Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. And we are back with Brad Geddes. And we're talking about phrase match not being dead. Um, I like the example you gave in the article. Atlanta two-for-one tickets might be interpreted by Google as Atlanta two-for-one. Yep. And in fact, that's that's not maybe. That is actually happening today. Wow. Um, so we're with a ticket reseller. And they've got every city name and things like, you know, tickets, ticket sales and two-for-one tickets and this and that. Because that's their job. They sell tickets. And most people who search for, you know, city name two for one are, are looking for restaurant um, deals. They're actually not looking for tickets to buy. And, and so now that Google believes Atlanta two for one tickets is the same as Atlanta two for one, your exact match is actually performs terribly now. Right. Phrase match is a syntactic match type, meaning the words are matched, not the meaning. So when you switch to phrase match suddenly, Google can't drop a word. They can't move words around. And so when you see your exact match performances as doing poorly due to Google's you know, intent algorithms, then switching to phrase match removes their intent matching from the equation. You're back to matching the actual term someone typed in and you suddenly do much better. So we, we've seen a lot of companies actually get rid of exact match, which I just never thought would happen, right? Um, Actually drop exact match and move to phrase match. Interesting. So it's now phrase and modified broad. Yep. Very interesting. Um, Is that what you do when you create a new campaign now? No, because I want to, because exact match, the, the problem with phrase is you've got a word computers. Well, exact match, I'm only going to show for that word, right? There's not a lot of intents. Mm-hmm. In phrase match, that suddenly you're showing for everything, right? It's, it's huge queries. So when the query is, you know, roughly three words or more, um, then phrase match usually outperforms exact. Okay. When, Google, when Google actually understands it correctly. So they spent a massive amount of time in the travel industry trying to get travel right. Because you you flip SFO to IAD to IAD to SFO, that is completely different ways flying east, west, west, east across the country, Um, San Francisco to to, to Washington, D.C. So in travel, they're pretty good because they're so much, the travel companies are are big, big spenders. And they spend a lot of time getting it right. It's primarily 
in small businesses, we see a lot of issues, which is a problem because that's where a lot of the lower educated users are. Um, and, and, you know, service businesses. And then the weird ones, like, you know, the tickets is, is an outlier. But words like deals, for sale, um, packages, bundle products, Google lumps those together as the same thing. But a lot of e-commerce companies don't treat those the same thing. And, and so it's when they mess it up that you really move to phrase. But I wouldn't say we, unless we just see the writing on the wall as a problem, right, before we, we start, we generally wouldn't start with, with that much phrase. Gotcha. Hey, let's go to the next one here. Um, we'll talk about uh, mobile traffic. <laughs> mobile mobile uh, has really dominated a lot of advertisers' traffic. Um, I've, I've got uh, all sorts of graphs showing uh, hockey stick growth in mobile traffic uh, among some of my clients. But do you uh, have a hockey stick growth in conversions? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. So um, you're saying that, that that is kind of a misconception. Um, what do you mean by that? Well, it, it's it's not, right? So we see you know, in B2C um retail sometimes mobile outdoes desktop right hey i want some diapers or for formula right like that's mm -hmm. you know what you want it's a one step quick order mobile does amazing it, it's usually when it's not doing amazing and that instance is because last year google changed uh, they got rid of adsense for mobileapps.com right as a negative app placement yeah. So now you got to manage all those mobile apps. So when retailers don't do on mobile, it's usually an app issue. Yeah. Where when you get into, so we're a B2B company, right? At Alysis, we're B2B. We, we work with other businesses to help with paid search. So since we're a platform system, we have a fairly complex interface. You can't take a trial, or you could take a trial on mobile device. I wouldn't even attempt to do it myself, and I, mm -hmm. I part own the company because I know how terrible it would be. Because um, a complex interface cannot be designed for that kind of a small screen. Um, and, and so there are times like we focus on desktops, and we, we do a little bit of mobile with awareness, but you have to split it up. There's such different intents. So mobile is obviously going to keep growing right as a percentage of queries yes. but that doesn't mean it should be growing as a your percentage of your marketing spent mm -hmm. you need to think about can people interact with their company to what you need them to accomplish right by device yeah and and a mobile they i mean would you can you imagine configuring your salesforce interface on a mobile device scary That's painful right, right. Um, and, and so I, I don't think it's mobile's bad or good, right? It's a smaller screen, which means it's it's good when someone knows what they want and can easily do something. It's bad when it requires a, a complex interface or they're going to end up going somewhere and then doing it in person. Right. Um, you know, and then it's just not tracked properly from mobile devices a lot of times. Right. Yeah, there, there's there was a mantra, or there's, there may still be a mantra, which is designed for mobile first. And uh, I think that there are exceptions to that, some of what you're describing. Yeah. What, do you, what do you think of these sites that uh, you come to on a desktop machine, and you can tell that they were designed for mobile, 
uh, the, their, the layout is, is really uh, lots of white space, lots of big letters. And um, so to me, that's a poorly designed uh, uh, website because just because it's designed for mobile, you, like I, I run my I'm a, I have a 38 inch widescreen monitor, mm-hmm. right? So I love it. But when a site's designed that doesn't, that um, uses all full screen, yeah. it's impossible to read on my monitor. When a site says, hey, CSS max, max width is X, right? And max image, you know, height and width is, is Y. It looks fine on my desktop, even though it was designed for mobile. Um, but I, I challenge anyone who is dealing with, you know, think of Google Ads, right? Would you want to design a mobile interface for that? No. Right? Like, so there are times that I know that's that's the common wisdom, right? Design for mobile. Mm-hmm. You're not going to because you don't have mobile users logging in, doing complicated, you know, account builds. Right. They may change a bit on a mobile device or pause a campaign, which they can do in the app. Right, but they're not going to build something from scratch on it. So you really design for the task, not just mobile or desktop. It's, it's how do people, you know, take actions or need need the interface to work or do certain things by device. Right. That's really what we should be designing for. I agree with you. Okay. Next misconception is you should automate everything. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we we talk these days, right? Automation, automation, automation. Automation is going to change the world. It's going to do this. You're going to lose your job. And, and there are things that just should not be automated. You know, people have what we, we call like gut instinct, right? You can look at something and know that's just bad or good. A computer doesn't have instinct. It only has data. And, and so what will happen, we, we saw a company automate negative keywords. They said, hey, look, there's this free script online. We copied it. We put it in our account and we automate our negative keywords. And, and they're like, we did this like six months ago and we're having some problems because their conversion tracking broke for something like 36 hours and every brand term of theirs became a negative keyword. <laughs> right? We'll, we'll see, you know, Google's automated ad suggestions. They're, they're, they're great at CTR. They're terrible at, at conversion rates. Okay. Now, hold on. Let, let's talk about that one for a second. So when, when the ad, when the setting, the automation setting is optimized for conversions, are you saying that Google is not good at that? That's not the, the, the one I was talking about, but they're okay. terrible at that. Okay. Um, I did an audit yesterday for an account that had that turned on. And when we, we started looking through their data, their second highest CTR and worst converting rate ad had by far the highest impressions. Wow. Across every ad group, right? It was, okay. it was very consistent. Um, now, I, I find Google's conversion thing is terrible. I mean, Google's got their, um, their automated ad writing they do. Right. If in your account settings, if you look over, you'll see um, ad suggestions. And by default, it's auto-apply, meaning their computer looks at your website, grabs data, creates an ad, and if you don't review it, it automatically gets applied to your account. Right. Um, and, and you know that's in your account settings. And Google's very good at CTR. I, I mean, so these ads generally beat your other ads at CTR, uh, but they generally are horrible for conversion rates. Yep. Because a computer does not think, hey, it's not about getting everyone there. It's about getting the right clicks. Right. Um, 
And, and so all that pre-qualification, which, you know, B2B is important. B2C, it's important. Uh, yep. You know, and, and, and computers don't get that. So should things like bidding be automated? Yeah, that's, that's, it's straight math. There's a lot of numbers. You can automate bidding very easily. Should your ad creators be automated? Probably not. Right. Um, negative keywords? Probably not. <laughs> right. And, and, and so it, it, that's really more of the point, right? Not everything should be automated. Hey, let's let's pause on that because we have uh, some messages from our sponsors. But when we come back, I want to talk about automatically generated negative keywords. So, listeners, stay with us. PPC Rockstars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. Celebrating the best in online advertising, the Web Marketing Association presents the 2018 Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Submit your banner ads, email ads, rich media, online newsletters, websites, and social media campaigns now by going to www.iacaward.org. Deadline for entries is January 31st, 2019. All winners will have their entry highlighted on the Internet Advertising Competition website, as well as receive a handsome trophy to display or a personalized certificate of achievement. Be honored among your online advertising peers by submitting your entry into the Web Marketing Association's 2018 Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Go to www.iacaward.org now. There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business podcast network. We can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. Thanks to an exclusive private offer available for a very limited number of companies. But you must act fast. Email brasco at wmr.fm and get your message delivered now. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. The pursuit of PPC continues. Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. We're back with Brad Geddes. Coming into the home stretch, we're talking about automation. And um, under what circumstances are negative keywords automated? Uh, well, it's done with scripts, right? People are okay. APIs. So you set up a rule that says, you know, if, you know, CPA is twice my spend and conversions is zero, then make this a negative keyword. Um, okay. You know, they're generally rules-based systems. You can use machine learning for it. But here, here's something that I've always suspected, and that is that in the process of, of optimizing automated bidding, Google might incorporate 
negative keywords automatically. And what the, the maybe the best example I can think of is um, smart shopping campaigns, because smart shopping campaigns are are really hobbled without a good set of negative keywords. So, do you think that's possible? Um, I so from Google's perspective, I would say no. Well, it's possible, yes, uh, but. I think that complicates matters for them. So instead what they would be doing is really looking at these queries convert, we should bid up. These queries don't convert, we should bid down, which could mean bidding zero. Okay. And, and so from their standpoint, I wouldn't put in a second variable that says, take me out in these cases. I would say, let's look at our conversion rates by query and then adjust things that way. Uh, adjustment could be a zero bid in the end. Yeah, okay, I see what you're saying. It's just it's a cleaner way of building a system from a code standpoint than having a completely second variable that's permanent. Yeah. What if you know? What if user behavior changes? I get a keyword's permanent. You don't even try it out. Right. Oh. Got it. So um, before we have to close, you've got a great table here, and by the way, I, I encourage people to uh, actually read this article. Um, the it appears in the Adalysis blog, which is adalysis.com slash blog. And uh, the great table here that talks about what humans do well and what computers do well. So what do humans do well uh, versus computers? Oh, yeah. I mean, humans, right? Creativity. Um, we have empathy, Right, so when we think about the ad writing part, that's often where humans are much better. Mm -hmm. um, storytelling, we hear about data storytelling. Well, data is automated. Humans are, are the storytellers. Um, humans are very good at reacting to market condition changes because, again, that comes like gut instinct. Right, you say, "Oh wow, they just made this big shift." Now you can react to it. A computer can only react once it sees the shit, the data, right, informs it a shift happened. Rather than hey, there's something happening. Look at this new thing our you know competitors just rolled out, um, and, and and so when it comes to things like you know strategy, creativity, that's where humans live. Um, are auditing the machine, right? Computers are are much better at math, right? Um, pattern recognition, um, inputting repeatable data, right? And, and even think of like a, a chatbot. Everyone's like, mm -hmm. hey, chatbots, we automated our our, our you know, our conversations. No, you didn't, right? You actually mm -hmm. sat down as a human and wrote it all out. Then you had the chatbot say, hey, if they ask about this, look up human creative response, show it. So a chatbot's automated, I'm doing air quotes right, my fingers, which you can't see, <laughs> automated based upon what a human created. Chatbots right. don't come up with new words. It's a bunch of if-then statements. Yeah. Like the original, what was it called, Liza, Lisa, mm -hmm. Liza. Liza, Liza, I believe. Yeah, was the the program that everyone learned when they were learning BASIC. Yeah, so you know, if if so, essentially, if you're spending all day doing manual bids and reports, your job should be automated. If you're spending all day looking for, you know, new ways to talk to customers, um, you're telling your your storyteller with your customers. You're interpreting the data, right? So others can understand the story you're, you're informing. 
Um, if you're looking, hey, how's machine processing this, and do we need to change the machine? Right. That's what that's what the world of the humans really is, is going to be, um, and what most PBC people should be spending their days on, as opposed to bids and reports. Gotcha. Hey, Brad. As usual, I wish we could talk all day, but. Uh... Unfortunately, we've got to close now. So um, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, well, thanks for having me, David. As usual. And we'll talk to you soon. Excellent. Excellent. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Thank you. You too. Listeners, same to you. And come on back in a few weeks for another episode of PPC Rockstars. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.